0: Everybody, welcome back to the second rendition of Wrong and Wronger in the past five seconds. I am Steve. My equipment works every single time. Olivas and he is James. Damn glad you don't know what goes on behind the scenes, Breakwell. And James, how are you doing, at least at this very moment? I'm
1: spectacular. So for those of you who care, which is none of you, he's very upset that we got 10 seconds into the podcast, literally 10 seconds, maybe slightly less. And I noticed a slight technical problem on my end. I had not plugged in my microphone. (laughs) So I stopped him. I didn't want to get twenty minutes into the episode of recognize the problem. So I identified the problem immediately, admitted fault, and we started over. But you see Steve is a man child and can't and can't accept the flaws in others. He, and so anyway, we will now have is the temper tantrum over or are we gonna continue with this?
0: Was merely folding it into oh. the delightful introduction that I had prepared on the spot, extemporaneously. That was pretty good.
1: It wasn't. Uh, it definitely wasn't the same 10-second intro twice in a row.
0: <laughs> well, the other one was far less flattering to you. So oh, do the okay. math on that one, James. <laughs> But for all of our watchers and listeners, and I'm talking to both of you, although I think we've decided we've got three people now, you've reached the podcast where we talk about inane things that mean nothing to anybody except you three and at least one of James and myself because I am always locked and loaded, ready to come in and barrel through a great show, and James, ah, he's not all that motivated to turn on his own mic, although he's probably listened to himself a time or two, and that's what leads to his decision.
1: (laughs) Yes, I I do like to hear my own sonorous, soothing voice, so you are correct there. (laughs) Unfortunately, as a drawback, I also have to listen to yours, but it is what it is. I've made my devil, or my bargain with the devil, not my devil with the bargain, and I've accepted that, so let's just move (laughs) forward.
0: Well, James, what are we... Actually, let me say what we're going to talk about today, because the way that our pre-production meeting went today was Breakwell picked up the phone and it doesn't even say hi. All he said was, what are we talking about today? So I can tell he is in a maelstrom of work and stress and just wants to get out of this show. But I drew him back in and I laid out a topic that was too good to miss. And that is, and it is relevant for what we're talking about right now, Pandemic notwithstanding, we're kind of losing our face to facedness with people. And I thought about this as I almost turned at the drive-through of the bank to talk to a teller, but I thought, nah, heck with it. I went to the ATM, and it took twice as long to do at the ATM what I needed to do. But it did help me avoid a conversation with another human being. I pump my own gas. I don't go to full service and talk to the kid anymore. Like James, do, do I even? My wife and I go to the self-serve. <coughs> self- self-serve checkout of the grocery store. Like, we don't even want to talk to grocery store cashiers anymore. James, you are my lifeline to humanity. You're the only person I talk to with any regularity.
1: You know what the depressing thing about that is? I I read something the other day that said the average male Uh, adult male has 0.5 friends, and I thought about it, I was like, who who do I actually talk about, talk to, who are my actual friends, and in terms of actual conversation, I talk to you more than anybody else, I might talk to you more (laughs) than my wife, I was like, man, that is the single most depressing thought that has ever occurred to me,
0: Wow. And thinking, I, you and me both, brother. Yeah, Believe then, me, that wasn't then I thought, exactly a better of roses for me to take in.
1: What is the criteria for friend? Like maybe frenemy? Like does just the act of conversation make you a friend by default? Because I'm a little upset by that characterization. But we are we are moving more towards isolation, and in general, I think it's wonderful. Because when I go through the grocery store, I don't want to be judged by my purchases. I don't want to make awkward small talk. And the person who's there doesn't want to make awkward small talk to me. We both know going into that interaction that neither of us really wants to be there and now we don't have to be and if i wasn't so cheap that i wouldn't pay for delivery i would just have my groceries delivered and cut out the entire process but the Did way it is- Drop
0: them on the porch and back away slowly, that kind of
1: thing. Exactly, but and it's not even for concern about any sort of health stuff, it's just to avoid the people. I always go through self-checkouts because, I mean, some people don't like I want the service or my wife always wants them to bag the stuff for her. I, I don't care, I just toss it in there however, I figure it'll be fine for the 10 <laughs> second ride home. Uh, but more importantly, like at, at the grocery store I go to, there's like six self-checkout things. So there's six people going at once and then there's like two cashiers that yeah. are open. Yeah. And so there's yeah. always yeah. The line and the people who go there are always the people who buy 600 things. Like if you buy two things, you go to the self-checkout uh, and plus if you want to really circumvent the rules, you got to go to, uh, you got to go to the self-checkout. So at the start of the pandemic, for some reason, there was a beef shortage. And as you may or may not know, cause I mention this every single podcast, the only <laughs> thing I eat is beef. I just eat ground beef over and over and over again. And um, they were having a sale. And so since this is literally the only thing I eat and it was super cheap per pound, I wanted to stock up. And uh, there was actually a limit. There was a hoarding limit on beef at the start of the pandemic, but it wasn't posted anywhere. And the grocery store didn't know what it was because it was set by corporate and uh they kept flagging me you couldn't buy 33 pound rolls at once you couldn't buy 20 you couldn't buy 10. i had to have somebody come over and keep clearing the transaction i finally figured out the number i could safely get go get to go through was five and so ever since then so as not to tempt these hidden limits that i don't know if they're there or not when yeah. they have a big sale, which they did just recently here, um, I went and I I would go and each pass, I would take 23 pound rolls and I would go up nice. to the front and I would pay with a different credit card for each one and I would buy five per transaction, cancel it nice. out, get my receipt, pay again, get my receipt and go. And then I go out to the store, come back in. No human interaction needed. I now have... 478 pounds of beef in my fridge downstairs so life is good and I didn't need a single human being to help me with that and if I had to go through like a line with a human being for each one of those like hey I need you to ring this up as four separate transactions and then I'm gonna be back here in 30 seconds and I need you to not ask me any questions like that would have been uncomfortable for everybody but thanks to the faceless nature of our faceless society it wasn't a problem and that's what makes it wonderful
0: Wow that was such a tell. That That is James Breakwell in a nutshell. Not only is he avoiding all human contact, but he is nefarious in his figuring out every loophole to get around every rule that makes everyone else live in a just and polite society.
1: They wouldn't be putting the beef on clearance if they didn't want to sell it. I mean, it was, it's, that's why it's on, they have too much beef. They have a beef surplus. That's why it's on sale. I am helping them with the surplus. I am, it's supply and demand. I am easing their economics. I am giving them my hard-earned money. Like, everybody comes out a winner here, but mainly me, and that's what matters.
0: You know, there was a TV show on a while ago called The Americans, and it was about a couple of Russian spies that infiltrated America, just as normal people. But mm-hmm. anyway, they they, uh, they had to kill a lot of people throughout the show. And there was one scene I'll never forget. It reminds me of what you just said there, James. But... Um, Carrie, jeez, uh, I can't think of... Carrie Russell is the actress's name. She was the female in this couple. But anyway, she had to kill this old lady. And uh, she did it sort of mercifully. She let the old lady just take an overdose on medication and go to sleep and on into the night. But the old lady, while she was taking the pills, said to Carrie Russell, Why are you doing this? And Carrie Russell laid out this long political speech of why she does it. And the old lady's answer was... That's what bad people tell themselves when they do bad things. And I thought, ooh, that is James Brickwell's whole existence. Like, I'm going to do this, but let me tell you why it's the right thing to do. And then he lays out a thing that confuses everybody, and then he just keeps on marching with his 478 pounds of ground beef while everyone else goes hungry that night. That is James Breakwell.
1: They had thousands of pounds of ground beef in the back. I know they did because I would go and buy a bunch in one day and I was like, okay, that's all I can buy without raising suspicions. I'll come back tomorrow. And the next morning it was fully stocked again. It always happens. There's a magical beef fairy that comes through in the middle of the night and everything is okay. I have to know though, what relevance did some old woman have to like Soviet state security? Why did they have to kill an old lady?
0: Yeah. Because they had broken into this place uh, overnight. They were uh, rigging a machine that went through the hallways of the FBI. And this old lady came in, she was just doing bookkeeping at night. So she would come in overnight and kind of do her job in peace and quiet. And she happened upon Carrie Russell while she was doing bad things.
1: Well, I was not discovered and did not have to kill anyone. So we're we're okay, (laughs) totally different totally different and now that grocery store will not have to see me for like a third of a year so they they've got to be ecstatic well 470, upside. 478 pounds is gonna last me a while how much do you think I eat in a day
0: uh two pounds three pounds oh you eat three
1: Three for a while. I went up. I I did four, and then I did five, and it was kind of it was kind of miserable. Like I, I just kept reading online. If you want to grow muscle, you just need to eat in a surplus. You got to eat, and eat, and eat, and eat. And I did grow, but I just got I just added body fat. I was like, I'm not getting any stronger. So why don't I just eat a reasonable amount? So for me, three pounds is a reasonable amount with about four ounces of cheese. So right at about four thousand calories a day, and that's where life is good.
0: Wow. Were you able to? Uh, stomach five pounds? Like you eat at one time, right? Yes,
1: yes. It was a challenge. So I, I, I'll admit, I can fly through four pounds. Four pounds is nothing. But by the time you're around the <laughs> okay. corner going into pound five, I to admit, you don't want to be eating anymore. But I can. I did. I did it for months. Uh But it, it, it was work. Like and my body definitely wanted to give up at that point. <laughs>
0: Well if I could route us back onto topic here today, because as somebody pointed out, we, we tend to drift all over the road. Well, and us? I, I think No. I <laughs> it was I was shocked that somebody had that impression. But I will say the reason that this came full circle for me this morning was because I'm not you. Oh, thank God for small miracles. Right. But I don't avoid people. Everyone at the gas station knows me, even the workers that come in to get coffee in the morning, like not just the gas station workers, but all the blue collar guys that are coming in because I stand. I talk to everybody everyone at the bank knows me like uh, wherever I go often. People know me because I talk with people. It makes my wife crazy. She tells (laughs) me to stop talking to people. Because once in a while, you'll get that dud, that waiter or waitress that you try to engage in conversation, and they are so pa- bad at making small talk that you just keep pushing it because you can't believe a human being has not been taught ju- uh, the skill of talking about something. But anyway, so it makes my wife crazy. She just wants to keep moving, and I want to talk to everybody. But this morning, I realized that I am becoming breakwellish. And that is an adjective that I don't think we should assign to anybody in good conscience, but it has been assigned to me. I avoided my bank teller, whose name is Monica, to go to the ATM. And uh, it's, it's a sad day when you become James Breakwell.
1: You contributed to her job loss. She can now be replaced by a machine. That's on you, Steve. You should feel guilty about that. that you're a bad person. <laughs> the, uh, I mean why would you not go to the ATM? The ATM's right there. You can probably do the transaction faster just typing in the numbers than you could saying out loud why? And like in Indiana, like the the way you get money out is really stupid. So, if you want to take a withdrawal and you go to a teller, you have to like fill out a deposit slip. Or a withdrawal yeah. slip and it's like what in, in illinois where i grew up you didn't have to do that you're just like right, here's my id i want this money and they're like okay here's the money here you have to actually fill it out and if you don't fill it out then they have to sit there and fill it out for you or you can go to the atm no paper involved you just type it in and it hands you money it eliminates an entire pointless step so much human labor <laughs> saved. why would you not want to do that
0: well uh When I get cash out, I just write a check and then give it to the teller if I don't go to the ATM, but I do go to the ATM for that. But I was depositing a bunch of checks and it's usually faster for me to drop them in the drawer and just have Monica take care of them. But instead I have to hand feed them one at a time into the ATM. But for some reason that felt like a better option to me today.
1: I am gonna blow your mind here in a second. Are you sitting down, Steve?
0: I am sitting down.
1: Okay, so you know that device that you use to call me for these god-awful podcasts?
0: It's uh, the, the telephone.
1: Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. You can use that to deposit checks from home.
0: I, I'm holding it up to my head right now. <laughs> uh, this, uh, the one that when we finish talking, I slam down into the yes. cradle and walk away swearing to God I'm never calling you oh, again. This, this phone?
1: Are you calling me from a house phone? What is wrong yeah. with you? <sighs> I never, I never look, I thought you called me from your wife's cell phone. You're calling me from a house phone? I thought those things no, were extinct.
0: No, I'm extant- in my office today, so I'm calling you from my oh, office. Oh, okay, though.
1: well, that, that phone is not going to deposit checks. Your other one, the one with a camera and apps, oh, you take, yeah, yeah, you take yeah. a picture of it and you, like it gets deposited later that day. It's amazing, you just sign the back, you take a picture, you take a picture of both sides, deposited, boom, never had any trouble with it. It's- Get uh, out of here. It, yeah, I do it all the time. And, uh, and I, I started doing it because at first I was a step... My first step to getting away from going to the bank was I figured out you could deposit uh, checks <laughs> in the ATM. And I thought, well, this is pretty cool. <laughs> and then... And, but then I was like, I had to do it like in the middle of the, it was like it was late at night and I had to get it deposited that night for some reason because we were leaving. I didn't want the check sitting around. I was like, do I really want to walk over to the bank in the dark? Like this is how people get mugged and murdered. And I was like, wait, no, I don't have to. I can sit here with my door locked and take a picture of this and it will save all of that danger and all of that time and all of that trouble. And so uh, you, even by going to the, the only thing you have to go to the ATM at for anymore is actual physical cash. So you need an ATM and you need a phone. There's no bank teller needed at any stage of this.
0: Yeah, but they're friendly and engaging and you get human contact.
1: You sound like the people who, uh, you know, they ask out girls who are working because they think, but they're just so nice to me. It's their job to be nice to you. They're required <laughs> to be nice to you. These people are not your friends, and I understand that you're just so starved for human contact. You want to believe that, but they have to plaster a smile on their face and grin and bear it until you leave, and then they sigh heavily, and at night they go home and drink, and that's all because of you.
0: <laughs> you know, for uh, the... Um my publishing business writing these books with rock stars i had to open a bank account so that amazon if we self-publish amazon has somewhere to dump the money mm-hmm. so i opened an account last week and uh, the lady that was helping me open the account she said do you want me to order checks for you and i said does anyone write checks anymore and she said yeah they tend to be a little older <laughs> and i thought wait wait why did you ask me then if i want checks does that mean i'm old you know, the only but thing- I guess there is a changing of the guard and more kids like you are making bankers less relevant.
1: And even like, uh, so I, I still have to use checks occasionally. I actually ran out of checks the day and I go I had to go pull out a new book of them. But I, it's so specific, like for paying taxes sometimes. I think there might be a way to actually like pay quarterly taxes by... Uh, by electronically, but I couldn't figure I, I it out. I do it online. Do yeah. you do it online now? I ended up, yeah. I, my, my accountant gives me vouchers that I mail in, so I ended up just using those last year. And uh, for the state of Indiana, I'm not sure if you can do it electronically or not. There's always anytime a state gets on the internet, they're all they never make it as smooth as like a private business does. There's always <laughs> all these extra hoops to get through, go through, and they get all worked yep. up about it. But anyway, so I used it for that, and then I've got a contractor who, when he actually shows up to work, I pay him by check. But then I've had other mm-hmm. contractors since then who've done one-off jobs, and they just want the money by Venmo now. So it's it's a whole new a whole new era out there. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have checks. I don't know when the last time I wrote one was like, uh, man, probably uh, the guy who replaced our air conditioning unit last year. I'm sure we wrote him a check, but uh, my wife takes care of all of that. I don't think, I don't think we're check people anymore, but that was such a big deal to my parents growing up. Who's got the checkbook? I need the checkbook. We got to balance the checkbook. What do we got in the checkbook? Like, uh, for me, I don't even know where the checkbook is, so it's a weird uh, evolution, I suppose.
1: I took uh, some sort of class. I think it was health of all things, but it had, like, life skills in it, and there was a big section on, like, how to balance a checkbook. Like I have never—I'm yeah. thirty-five years old. I have never once in my life balanced a checkbook. It's all tracked there on the bank website. Like I'm not gonna—the the numbers are there. I don't—I don't doubt them that much. And I only write a check once every three <laughs> months anyway, so it's not like I have to go and make this add up. I'll—I'll I'll let the computer do the math. That's what computers are there for.
0: <laughs> I've done many bank reconciliations, but uh, I'm much older than you, so. That's probably why that that's the answer to a lot of things that you and I do differently is because I'm older. Ergo, I am much wiser than you. I
1: actually, you'd be proud of me. We, uh, the, there were some movies that were leaving HBO uh, max. So we had to go and watch them before they disappeared. So we are watching movies more from your era, uh, and they, era. movies, movies that definitely make you want to be antisocial with people being isolated and alone and picked off by one by one. Are you a fan of the alien series?
0: Oh, the second Aliens, I remember seeing that in the theater, and I was out of breath at the end of that movie. It was so intense. God, I love that movie. The first one put me to sleep, like the first Star Wars, just <laughs> the, garbage. The, but the second one, wow, I loved it.
1: It was the first one was more from that era, like I like 2001: A Space Odyssey. I think just ruined movies because they're all like we have to be artsy and slow and all. And that, that was yeah. was very much from that. It, and some stuff happened, but it was very slow. The second one, holy cow! And so I and I thought I had seen a bunch of the Alien movies. So I actually watched Alien versus Predator in theaters when I was in like eighth grade, which did, it was a terrible movie by the way. But there was one. Of the <laughs> Aliens, and I saw like you know how TV shows or TV stations they used to get the rights to a certain movie and they just show it over and over again. Yeah, absolutely. And, and th- what they they would show one of the aliens, and I thought it was like Aliens two or Aliens three. So when then we saw these movies just We're like, well, we gotta watch, we gotta get through them. We knew we'd both seen Aliens one, but we started there. We watched it. Then we got to Aliens two. I'm like, all right, I've already seen this one. You know, parts of it a couple times. No, I had never seen any of Aliens two. Amazing movie. We're like, all right, I guess Aliens three was the one I watched. Turn on Aliens three. I've never seen any of Aliens three. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) okay so i don't know what i guess i guess i was watching like aliens or the resurrection or something or the spawning i don't know what they get into but yeah i I had no idea there was this gap in my aliens knowledge and it's been great but if you watch this like you you don't want to be around people you don't want to be around aliens either you just want to be in that space (laughs) capsule by yourself floating away from all other life
0: you know your alien experience reminds me of our experience with the terminator series because my son sort of got into it, so I thought, all right, we'll just get all of them. There's five or six I can. Yeah. We'll just watch them all in order. And there was one I'd never heard of. It was a female. The Terminator was a woman. Like, the bad guy was a female. I thought, where is this movie my whole life? i never heard of it, but it was still fun. It was a, a fun, action-packed Terminator movie. I enjoyed it. We
1: should, I should go through that again. Terminator 2 holds up incredibly well. Like the the CG, even the CGI, usually CGI is the first thing to age poorly. But because it was CGI of somebody who was metal and supposed to look artificial, it actually works. And then you've got the practical effects. You've got them, like when they they tip over a semi, they're really tipping over that semi. When they've got that helicopter flying a foot off the ground, it's really flying a foot off the ground. And old movies are something else. But we watched, uh... The Terminator, the first Terminator, but we were putting together an Ikea desk at the time, and I don't know anything that happened during that movie. (laughs) It was a very frustrating process, and it turns out I can't put in screws without looking. I have to look down, so I I missed a lot of that.
0: (laughs) You're like your father-in-law, only different.
1: Yes, without any of the skills, and also he doesn't Watch Terminator while he's trying to do projects, which is probably why he does his projects right. But see, my father-in-law is somebody I want to maintain face-to-face contact with because, first of all, he's family, and second of all, the most importantly, he can fix things and do things for me. So that, that's a human connection I still need. But if there were a machine that could come over and fix all of my problems, I mean, you know, that would be a different <laughs> conversation. We'll see. There's, there's, there's no ATM equivalent of a father-in-law yet, but who knows? A few years down the road, anything could happen.
0: You know, I would consider my wife family, but she has no interest in face-to-face contact with me. So I'm, I'm not sure how this whole family <laughs> blood-is-thicker-than-water thing works for you.
1: Yeah, I can definitely see the the need. She was just social distancing before it was popular. Better safe than sorry and all that. So, uh, yeah, I. Uh, but in general, like, there was a... There have been a few restaurants that have come up with uh, with like iPads that you can order food from. I think Applebee's yeah. was one of them, but they made yep. a huge deal about how your the waiter or waitress would still come up to you at first, and then you would order like drink refills and things like that from the iPad. I thought that's the stupidest thing. Just let us order from the iPad at the start. There's it's one of the reasons I hate going out to restaurants beside the fact that they just charge me more for the meat I can make easily and cheaply at home. But it's just, so you're a prisoner. You sit down. And you wait for somebody to come up and you wait and wait and wait and wait. And then you wait for the food. And then if you want a refill, you got to wait for them to come up. The, my favorite restaurants, you just go up and get your own refills. Like, I don't want to bother you with this. I'm going to drink way more liquid than you think is humanly healthy. Just let me go <laughs> and get it myself. And then the worst part, the absolute worst part is when you're waiting for the bill. You're like a you're like a kid in timeout waiting for the teacher to come release you. You've got to sit at this yeah. table until they come by with your bill. And if you order from the iPad, you don't have to worry about it. It's like, I'm going to pay it because i'm an adult and i want to leave i have money we've completed our transaction i'm out of here and uh you know and usually the waiter waitress thing it goes relatively smoothly but every once in a while you get one that's just super slow and you think slow service on the front end is the worst but no slow service on the back end where you wait an extra 20 minutes for the bill that is truly the worst and uh yes i'm all for ipads in that situation
0: and they rarely serve ground beef in three pound chunks
1: yeah, you know how much it costs to get three pounds of meat at a restaurant. It is not <laughs> <Yeah>. cheap.
0: <laughs> this is up at Brinkwell's salary level. Not yeah, lying. I yeah. mean,
1: pe- people say it must be so expensive to eat meat all the time. But if you, you know, you go and you stock up like I do using questionable methods, it was on sale for those. It was three pound. <laughs> a three pound roll was like six forty or six forty six the other day. So every day I eat all the equivalent of all three meals for six dollars and forty six cents. I am a cheap date as long as that date is at home and I can do all the cooking.
0: And we've come full circle, which brings us to a nice stopping point. Well, James, that was a masterfully crafted episode on (laughs) my part. If you, the viewer and the listener, want to experience this kind of genius week in and week out, hit those subscribe buttons. It's the only way that we feel validated as human beings. And until next week, when you cannot come face-to-face with us, but in a virtual world, it feels like you're in the same room with James and I. This is Steve. Dr. Steve will leave us for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell, saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and remember, as always, two wrongs can make a right.